You're listening to the Courageous Creatives podcast, episode number one. Today, I'll be sharing with you how I left the nine to five world to become a creative and the journey to sharing this podcast with you today. We'll then outline my goals for this platform and what's ahead. Hi there, I'm your host, Georgie Morrison. I'm a nine to five dropout turned multi-creative writer, artist, and photographer. I'm now a ceramicist most days of the week, small business owner and freelance writer and photographer on others. I traded the city for the country and building a life I love and have never looked back. I'm on a mission to help creatives everywhere find their courage and forge a modern career. From small business talk to social media, lifestyle or overcoming personal or professional obstacles, Let's bust the starving artist myth and be brave enough to make the life we want now. Join me every week on a Wednesday evening and let's make your creative goals happen. Welcome to the Courageous Creators podcast. Hello creatives, welcome to the first episode of the Courageous Creators podcast. I am so excited to have you here tuning in with me. I can't believe we're here. I first conceived this podcast a couple of years ago, sitting in peak hour traffic, listening to podcasts, and now here she is. So this week for starters, I want to share with you how this podcast all came about, including my journey from nine to five to being full-time creative but also a bit about who I am. So you know who you're committing to here. (laughs) We'll then outline the goals for this podcast and what I hope to bring to you guys through this platform. So without any further delay, let's jump in. My name is actually Georgina. I go by this professionally, but everyone knows me as Georgie. So you can too. (laughs) I am 25. I live in country Victoria with my partner Horvard and our two fur babies, Piper, my two-year-old German short-haired pointer cross and Maverick, his 11-month-old border collie. I am a self-proclaimed multi-creative. This term first popped up in my second year of university and I was doing a presentation and trying to define who I would be as a freelancer and just couldn't because I had so many things that I wanted to do. And my tutor actually turned around and said, well, you're a multi-creative then. You're not just one thing. And that's something that has stayed with me ever since and now something I very proudly identify as. I'm a writer, artist, photographer and singer, although the latter is now only for joy and not for work. I am incredibly lucky to work alongside my mother, artist and published author, Sarah Hope, in our ceramics atelier business, Hope & Co. We work out of a renovated mid-century garage where we make all of our beautiful ceramics and film for our YouTube channel and just have a great time together. And I'm, I'm so, so blessed to that this is my day job. Um, but a year ago, I was in the nine to five world And it was literally about this time last year that I left my nine to five as a journalist. I had just reached this point where I had learned a lot in this role and it was fantastic for me in many ways, but it just wasn't a good fit for me. And I found that even though I loved writing, I wasn't necessarily a good news journalist. I wasn't good at going for the story and 
I could have stayed in that role for another couple of years, but it wasn't actually something that I studied at university. So I didn't have that fire in my belly like I felt you should if you are in that industry. One of my biggest realizations at this point as well was that my time was and is the most valuable currency I would ever have. We live in this world that tells us to hustle, 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 and that if you really want something, you need to work on it every hour you can outside of your day job to make it happen. But the reality is, and I don't even have kids yet, so I don't know the half of it, but I barely had any energy at the end of a work day um, to do more than do regular things and like dinner and housework and whatever else I had to do. And then I'd collapse. So I didn't have all this extra um, time and energy to do all these creative things that I wanted to. Like there was no way I was going to write my novel at two o'clock in the morning. So I then thought hard about what my career would look like in the next five years or the next 10 years. And I thought about what was holding me back. Um, and first and foremost, it was the job itself. Um, because it wasn't a well-matched relationship. And even though I had a couple of great, um, mentors and, and supports within that job as a whole, um, the culture just wasn't a good fit for me and there wasn't room to grow. Like it wasn't like I could foresee being promoted in, in a year or two. Another thing I found hard was that I had then spent, you know, four years at university to get a bachelor's degree. But I was on the same salary pretty much as a cadet who had come straight out of school and didn't have any higher education. And that's not a slight against that person at all. It's actually just that I was sort of thinking I've spent all this time studying. And at the end of the day, um, it didn't equate to a bigger salary or to better opportunities. It was pretty much same, same. So um, I realized that money was my single most biggest fear and thing that was holding me back. And I was already frustrated because I knew that my earnings were capped at 40 to $45,000 a year. Um, and that that wouldn't change if I stayed in that position for the next few years. I essentially realized that I needed to, in order to live the life that I wanted to and be creative, I would have to forsake a salary and carve my own path towards uncapped earning so I could help mum build Hope & Co and work alongside her like I had always dreamed and pursue all the creative things that fuel me as a person um, and that included teaching myself photography which has been amazing for me um, but also things like working on my books and, and writing novels so I just realized that I was done selling my time to a business that didn't appreciate it. And that if I wanted to achieve these creative things, I just had to be brave enough to do it. And I think I actually enacted that decision during one of the big lockdowns here in Victoria. Um, for any listeners who aren't local to Australia, the state of Victoria where I live has had some of the harshest lockdowns and, and longest lockdowns in the world. We've just been in and out of it pretty much for 12 months. So it was a pretty scary time to make that decision. I think I felt a lot of guilt as well because so many people were losing their jobs left, right and center. Um, but by the same token, my mental health was so bad at that time and I just wasn't achieving anything by staying in that job. And I was better freeing up that job for someone else who really wanted it and would do well there. Ironically, like this was the same kind of energy I felt when I originally applied for this job and I was actually living in Geelong at the time 
Um, I was nearing the tail end of my degree and getting a taste for the corporate world through some part-time work in Melbourne. And I was just sort of on the, on track to be in the corporate world and to be in the nine to five world and on that hamster wheel for the next 40 to 50 years. And I had this kind of epiphany when I was sitting in traffic um, in October of that year and I was coming off the Westgate Bridge and it was just like bumper to bumper and so slow. And I looked at the app, the GPS app that I had and I realized from the time that I had left my office um, to when I would get home to my house in Geelong, I could have driven to Hamilton in that time. And that day in total, I had spent about five hours in peak hour traffic. So I could have driven to Hamilton and back. And it was just this really big moment for me. I remember looking over to the cars around me and seeing all these really tired people and, um, and grumpy people and people honking horns. And I just knew that that wasn't for me. And, and I didn't want to be there in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And there were multiple factors that fed into me not wanting that path for myself. I knew that I just inherently needed to be creative. And the job that I was working at at the time, I was in a fantastic team. I was really lucky that was supporting me in upskilling in the digital sphere, like particularly IT based stuff. But it just wasn't the right thing for me, even though I could do it and I worked really hard for them. I just didn't get any joy out of it. And I knew that that was a really important thing for me. And that was the first time that I ever questioned being, I suppose, almost railroaded by society into this way of life. You know, you finish school, you go to some level of higher education, traineeship, training, and then you go and fill a role in society. Like it's all sort of laid out for you. I mean, I distinctly remember being, I think it was about year 10 and we had to choose subjects. And I turned around and said I wasn't going to do maths and science. And the careers teacher and, and director of teaching and learning just kind of stared at me. And they were like, well, you can't do that because you'll close so many doors on yourself. And I defiantly squared my shoulders and said back, well, I have my writing. I have my music. At that time, I was doing classical music. Um, and I also have my art. And those are three streams that I can tap into um, for a career at some point at a few very definitive points in my life, this confidence in my creativity just deteriorated. So in 2014, when I was near 12, my father was diagnosed with cancer and he rapidly deteriorated, um, and died a few months later. And it was incredibly traumatic and sad, but it completely threw my life almost off course. I didn't know what I wanted to do, where I wanted to be. I could hardly even picture what my life was going to be like. And when my family, so my mother, my stepfather, and a few of my siblings, and I moved to Queensland at the end of that year, I was very rudderless and really losing touch with my identity. So I was in a very vulnerable place and ended up getting into a relationship that lasted for a few years that was really toxic and abusive. And that situation brainwashed me against my upbringing, against my way of life and completely stripped away all of my confidence, but especially with my creativity. You know, I was really resigned to thinking that I had to get a real job and that I pretty much had to finish university and go into a nine to five in whichever industry 
and stay there until I was in my mid-60s. When that relationship ended, it was like a supernova event in my life. I blasted that person, his family, and all of that negativity and toxicity out of my stratosphere. And in the months that followed, I slowly came back into my own body and came back into myself. And I got back in touch with the things that I loved and that brought me joy. And with that came my creativity and this desire for a creative life um, that I had lost for the last few years. And I suppose that was simultaneous then with me deciding that I didn't want a nine to five job for the rest of my life, that I wanted to channel my creativity and the things that I loved into something more. I didn't just want them to be hobbies, which then brings us full circle back to that day when I was sitting in traffic and just having this massive realization about what I wanted as a person. I wanted to live in the country. I wanted to build a creative career with mum alongside me and my sister Skye as well. And I knew that it just wasn't going to happen for me in Geelong or in Melbourne. And that's when I decided to move home. That day I had missed my mother, Sarah, making her speech at the inaugural Women's Day event. I wasn't able to take the time away from work. And it's funny how the world works, but um, as my mother shared her story with the group of women there, the man of my dreams, Horvath, <laughs> filmed it. He saw a photo of me in my mum's like PowerPoint presentation behind her while she was speaking and um, then decided to get in touch with me. And he said that he just had to meet me. The universe doth work in mysterious ways. <laughs> so... I, I suppose there were a lot of moving cogs in place that drove me to move back to the country, but I am a firm believer, and as corny as this might sound, that what is meant for you will never miss you. And I remember that day I looked at Seek to see if there were any jobs available in the Hamilton district. I came across that journalist job. I just knew it was mine. And from then on, everything really kind of fell into place and not in a privileged kind of way. It just, things finally made sense for me. And I knew that this job wasn't going to be a forever job for me. I just knew that it was going to be a really important stepping stone. And it actually tied back in with some advice that I had at uni, which was that in order for you to write creatively, you have to write mechanically. It doesn't work for everyone, but it certainly works for me. So in working in that job, it actually fired my creative engines back up. By the time I was a few months into this job, Hope & Co was starting to get going. And I used to go down to the Hope & Co building and visit mum on my lunch breaks from the paper. And she'd be sitting there making beautiful bowls and products and things for orders. And I would sit there and grab the scraps of clay and just roll them into balls in my hands and just have that beautiful tactile feeling but it just became so clear to me that I just wanted to be down there and be in that space with her I, I just knew that that was something that I really wanted and it was around this time that um, really like my relationship with this job started to turn a bit sour it wasn't a good fit it was during all the COVID chaos um, and I just knew that it was time for me to leave that position. It was far more accelerated than I expected. Um, I 
I think I did mention I, I did expect to stay there for a couple of years at least. But again, everything happens for a reason and things happen when they're supposed to. And at this point, I just knew that was the end of my chapter at the paper. So I handed in my resignation around the same time I was also accepted into my honours year at Deakin. So a year on, I can acknowledge that that was probably a decision motivated more by fear than anything else. I was really looking for something familiar and secure during such a big time of uncertainty in the world. Um, I also wanted to get back in touch with the part of me that was really passionate about writing, editing and publishing. And I was always inspired to look into this after mum's experience self-publishing and creating a small publishing company, Bowman and Hawks. So it definitely hasn't been um, a bad decision by any means. And I've been researching small and self-publishing and how I believe it will be the print of the future. So once I have finished all that research, I am aiming to reconfigure it all um, or reorganize it all into an ebook and publish that at the end of the year. In January, I launched my first website concurrently with my freelancing services. So I offer writing, editing and photography, and I mainly specialize in business and product photography. If you would like to check it out or maybe even work with me, you can visit georginamorrison.com.au. I can't emphasize enough how important it is for businesses and creatives to support each other, um, but especially to support people early on in their ventures and careers. I've been really lucky to have some fantastic clients right off the bat, and that support has been integral to building my confidence in that area. So this was a huge driving factor behind me wanting to launch this podcast. I wanted to reach people who were perhaps in the same position as me a couple of years ago or a year ago or even a similar path now. It is really scary launching your business or services out into the world, but a creative career is also something that is constantly evolving. So it doesn't matter how long you have been in the field. I feel like there is always something to learn. So I really hope that whichever phase you are in your creative career, that you find something here. So if you are someone with untapped talent and a passion to create and just want to show the world what you can do, but don't believe in yourself, I want you to hear stories from people here who inspire you to see that it is possible. Let's make it happen for you. If you have been in the game for a couple of years, building your business and want to grow further, perhaps you'll hear some advice or build connections with fellow listeners or people on the show that will help you expand what you're doing and maybe find some collaborative opportunities. If you are a creative superstar and have a booming business, please share your gems of knowledge with everyone and support other creatives. Let's celebrate your knowledge and experience and you can be part of uplifting and making a positive impact on other creatives and businesses. Overall, I want this to be an incredibly supportive community with bountiful opportunities to find out about amazing creatives for all of us to network and grow in whatever we're doing. I am the biggest believer that when we help each other along the way, the whole creative community succeeds. Let's kick the starving artist stigma and the nine to five mindset back into the 20th century where it belongs and build some amazing modern careers. I can't wait to bring on our first guest next week. So tune in with me again next Wednesday evening and 
I can't wait to share her knowledge and stories with you. If you are an established creative who has left behind the nine to five and built the business of your dreams, or perhaps there is someone you greatly admire in your field and would love to hear them on the show, please feel free to get in touch. Alternatively, if there is a topic you would love to hear about, let me know. You can contact Courageous Creators via email, podcast at georginamorrison.com.au or send me a DM to the Courageous Creators Podcast Instagram account at Courageous Creators Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the love. If there is a family member or friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please pass it on. If you share via Instagram, be sure to tag the Courageous Creators handle so I can see and reshare and chat with you. And whichever platform you're listening on, hit the follow button so you don't miss out on an episode. Leave a review as it all helps this new little podcast get out there. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I can't wait to chat with you again soon. Bye.